Hello, friends, and welcome to Simonche. Hey, that's Sydney, and I'm Shu. <laughs> uh, and I have a case of the goofies today. Woohoo! It's um, gonna make for a fun show. I know. You know what's so funny is I was gonna take mushrooms before you came over, um, just cause. And because um, I have to work today and um, I didn't because I got too distracted cleaning. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I have an exciting life. I forgot to take drugs because I was too busy doing chores. So here I am sober. I love it. You start organizing. Yeah. You know, when you get like you just start a project and you're like you start one room or one corner and then all of a sudden three hours later. Yep. Your house looks beautiful. Yes, it does. Because you get one thing clean and then everything that isn't clean or organized looks terrible and you got to handle all the situations. You got to address it. It's like when you're sucking dick and then you're like, well, the balls are right there. I guess I got to do something about those. (laughs) But don't ever be like, I've never been like, okay, well, okay, I got the dick. I got the balls. Okay, the asshole's right there. Let me do something about that. I've never gone that far. Yeah. I will like when it comes to cleaning... I will toss a salad when it comes to cleaning my house, but when it comes to uh, going down on a man, I never get that ambitious. (laughs) What I'm saying is I prefer to do chores. That doesn't sound like a problem. It sounds like a good thing. It's an enviable characteristic. Yeah, I'm glad for you. Yeah, yesterday I was like, I was thinking every time I'm at work, I am consumed with the thought that I really wish I was at the gym. And I don't know if that makes me sad or if that's admirable that while I'm at work, I'm like, God, this sucks. I wish I were at the gym. I like that because a lot of people do not want to go to the gym. Well, it's a struggle to get there. Well, I so. have been working out with this 90 pound Asian lady who <laughs> she's from Detroit. She's not to be fucked with. And uh-huh. she made me do things. She, she made me do things, shoe. Um, Tell me, Sydney, what happened? <laughs> basically, my abdominal muscles, as is my understanding, are probably the size of two pieces of uncooked spaghetti pasta. That's I have no core strength. And she made me do uh, minimal weight training, and I may never recover. Oh, are you so sore? I'm so sore. It's my inner thighs and my abs. Oh. And now I know the key to having a perfect hourglass figure, such as myself mm-hmm. is just to have no muscles in there i'm pretty sure between my nipples and my pussy lip there is actually no muscle mass <laughs> also i said pussy lip as if i only have one <laughs> just you the just one lip the, you just let that secret slip i just let it slip i just have one pussy lip which side is it on it's a well, mystery you'll never, know. you'll never know you'll never know unless you buy me a subway sandwich and then i'll put out so fucking oh fast my God. well speaking of putting out today we're talking about spectrophilia. Ooh. So you might be uh, putting out with a ghost later. You could. Who I knows? don't I don't think you have to use a condom with a ghost, which is exciting. Yeah, I don't think so. So I also wrote in my notes that spectrophilia is defined as ghost fucking. Just to really put it in a vocabulary our listeners can appreciate. Yeah. Here's, the, here's what I found on the wiki. Okay. The official source for this show. Yeah. Spectrophilia is a sexual attraction to ghosts or sexual arousal from images in mirrors, as well as the phenomenon of sexual encounters between ghosts and humans. Um, what was the part about mirrors? Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. Um, a sexual arousal from images in mirrors. What does that mean? Just looking into a mirror and seeing the reflection 
Of a ghost of or a ghost. flesh? Okay, or of a human. I think maybe both. Because I don't think it's spectrophilia. I don't know, actually. Okay, I may or may not be dating someone who has an entire wall of their bedroom and mirrors. Not intentionally. That's just how it was designed. That's the house that they are renting. Oh, they moved into that? Yeah, they okay. moved into that. Okay. But it's a lot of mirrors. There's a lot of mirrors going on. And I feel like if I wanted to look in the mirror while we were doing it, that wouldn't make me a spectrophiliac. That would make me... Yeah. More of a narcissist, but we're not... I think it is more supernatural. Right? Okay, because, like, ghosts, people see ghosts in mirrors. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe, like, looking into the mirror and seeing the shadows. Okay. And, like, ooh, what's, ooh, ooh, what's back there in the shadows? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm wet now. Um, yeah. I had written in my pre-show notes, before I did any research, I wanted to know if there was a difference between spectrophilia and incubi or succubi, and it mm. turns out that those are included in spectrophilia. So an incubus oh. is a male um, demon or evil spirit that seduces women, and a succubus is a female demon or evil spirit that seduces men and apparently that falls under the category of spectrophilia what happens once they seduce the human like what is the bad part in this they're they're raping the human essentially i I mean i don't know if it's rape if they seduce them proper i I watched that dracula movie with Um, the guy who has like two buns on his head graham stroker's dracula yes thank you the best movie ever made possibly um, I fucking love that movie. Well, I watched it with one of our listeners, and it was all right. Um, but that one <laughs> redhead chick got so lusty for the yes. uh, for the thing. So, but she was into it. So I don't think it's rape, even though she was getting incubied. Okay, I'm incubisexual. <laughs> I'll have sex with uh, living men or demon spirit men. Oh my gosh! So, um. Yeah, the interesting thing about the incubus is that part of it is that they want to impregnate the women. Oh, okay. Which and it then seems the like women s- have demon babies. I guess so. Okay. Or also, it can help explain uh, a pregnancy out of wedlock. Probably historically, that had something to do with it. I don't know. Did you research? So, what what do you think? What do you think about um, spectrophilia? Well, part of me wonders if it's just a type of um, sleep paralysis that's happening. That's what I thought because. In sleep paralysis, it's often common to see things like um, dark figures in Mm -hmm. your room. A lot of people refer to like demon type figures standing over them or filling them, compressing their body. Okay. And um, it's it's the effect of the sleep paralysis. Yes. So part of me is wondering if maybe there's a type of sleep paralysis where you're like um, sexually stimulated. That's what I think. Because, you know, for me, I think that a lot of people, their supernatural beliefs stem from they can't conceive that all of that can be happening in their mind. So the same thing that we touched on in uh, past life regression um, is that people like... The idea that you can have false realities generated from inside your own mind is weird. So if you have an experience like that and you – if your frame of reference is like, no, that would be crazy, then it has to have happened from an external scenario. Right. 
Um, you know what's weird is I kind of would like to experience sleep paralysis. Really? Okay. I'm really curious because it's never pleasant. No one ever has a good sleep paralysis story. I don't it's- know. I listened to a episode of last podcast on the left. They did call-ins. Oh. And a woman said she was having a really good time until she realized that it wasn't her husband. She thought her husband had like just started oh. having sex with her in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. And she's like, it was good. Yeah. And then she realized she like felt her husband next to her and started that's when she started freaking out i think it's the fact that you don't know what it is that's yeah. making you feel this and you can't like it's just coming out of nowhere yeah that's scary i but, know but i kind of like that okay this was one of my questions i had written down for you Ooh. uh what is your spectrophilia fantasy <gasps> you are so good with the questions <laughs> I don't know that I have a spectrophilia fantasy. Okay. I don't... I feel like for an artist, I have very little imagination. I ask you these questions. I know. And then you get disappointing answers. (laughs) Because here's the thing. In the incidence of spectrophilia, you're always kind of a passive party to what's happening. Mm -hmm. So that's... I mean... And I don't have like a rape fantasy. Yeah, me neither. I do like the idea of, like, maybe being, like, tied up and having someone go down on me and me, like, really wanting them to fuck me and then being like, no, you don't get this dick until you come. (laughs) Like, if you come like a good little girl. Oh, my God. I just got so intense. If you come like a good little girl, then I'll fuck you. Whoa, welcome to Simone Shea, the porn podcast. That was sexy. So Holy that's what I would like moly. a ghost. That's what I would like a ghost to do to me. Okay. I would well. like a ghost to force me to come through oral sex and refuse to fuck me <laughs> until I come. I was just going to say, like, maybe camping <laughs> would be a good time for that to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I'm never going to live down this episode. I'm never. And I edit these things, so I theoretically could edit that out, but I'm not going to. You know we never really cut anything I'm out. not. Number one, I'm lazy. Number two, this is the show <laughs> where we speak the truth. And if any ghosts are listening, hot ghosts, ghosts that look like Paul Reiser, if you're a ghost and you look like Paul Reiser or, you know what, you know what ghost I would love to fuck me? Huh. A ghost that looks like Daniel Day-Lewis or like Sam Elliott, oh, like a tall, man. lanky, <laughs> a tall, lanky, mustachioed ghost. Uh, ghost daddy. Come on, uh, come on down. Come on down to Sydney town. Come on down to Sydney town and go on down on Sydney's downtown. Oh, man. Well, um, if I wait long enough, Sam Elliott's in his like seventies. If I wait long enough, it'll happen. Sam Elliott himself as a ghost will go down on me. Maybe you can conjure him. Oh fuck yeah! I'm gonna get. Do you think you, if you wanted to be into spectrophilia, you could conjure ghosts? Oh, I bet you could. Probably, yeah. You could generate that experience with your mind. I think so. I've never had sleep paralysis though. I bet like if you're prone to that, you're more likely. You know, what about if I wonder, too, if you are able to um, I don't. okay, I'm having a blank on what it's called. But when you can sleep and wake up in your dreams and can. Oh, like lucid dreaming. Yes. Okay. Do you think if you could have lucid dreams 
that maybe you could create some sort of spectrophilia experience through that? Oh, okay. If you were to lucid dream a spectrophilia scenario yes. where you could have sex with somebody who was dead, mm-hmm. what dead person would you want to conjure and this is kind of more exciting because if it's within a lucid dream, then you can be more of an active participant. Yeah, exactly. So who, what dead person Ooh. would you want to fuck? Oh, I guess Tupac probably for you. Dude, without a doubt. Without a doubt, Tupac? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Who should I fuck? Well, who do you really like that, that died? Probably Lemmy. <laughs> that would be an experience. I fucking love I Lemmy. I saw him a couple years before he died, and he still was oh, really? fuckable. Yeah. Fuckable till the end. Yeah, man. So, um, probably. Me and Tupac. All right. Well, uh, speaking of celebrities, do you want to hear a list of celebrities who have experienced spectrophilia? I do. Apparently, it's more than I thought. Yeah. Because I thought, I only knew that Kesha claimed to have experienced it, but apparently, there's, there's a, a lot. Here on... Uh, Bustle. Ooh. I found a list of seven celebrities. Okay. So, uh, number one, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu? Yeah. That lucky ghost. Lucy Liu's a babe. She said, some sort of spirit came down from God knows where and made love to me. Ooh, it was made sheer... love. Oh, she liked it. It was sheer bliss. I felt everything. I climaxed, and then he floated away. It was almost like what we, uh, what might have happened to Mary. That's how it felt. Something came down and touched me, and now it watches over me. What? So that's a good experience. Yeah, how fun for her. I can't believe she talked about that. I see her as being so controlled, and maybe it's the character she plays. Well, that was in 1999 um, with an interview with Us Weekly. Okay. So, Okay, here's someone I'm not even surprised. Anna Nicole Smith. Of course. Right? She seems like she probably had a lot of spectrophilia also i bet if you're taking the level of drugs prescription medication she took that you would be it would be likely that you would be in a state where you couldn't move but yet think something's fucking you that's true that sounds (sighs) she in 2004 uh she told fhm magazine a ghost would crawl up my leg and have sex with me at an apartment a long time ago in texas i used to think it was my boyfriend and one day i woke up and it wasn't it was like a spirit, and it, woo, <laughs> so she said, woo, woo, went up. I was freaked out about it, but then I was like, well, you know what? He's never hurt me, and he just gave me some amazing sex, so I had no problem. That's fun for her. Yeah. It's weird, though, that she had thought it was her boyfriend all that time. Um, Like, did she never mention, like, oh, that was really hot this morning, and then have her boyfriend? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have an open dialogue about their sexual relationship. Okay. Yeah, after the interviewer told her it could have just been a dream, she protested, saying, it was not a dream because it has happened every night. I told my boyfriend and he didn't believe me. Of course, men. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's men. It's men. I love her. She's such a babe. Yeah, she was great. God damn, Anna Nicole Smith. And she just, you know. So she did tell her boyfriend. And and he he was like, no. You're dumbass. That and that's actually that is what men do. My mom used to mm-hmm. have panic attacks before they knew what panic disorder was, and my dad would just say, "Tell yourself you don't feel that way and go back to sleep." 
I mean, really, my dad was a pioneer of cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> um, he really simplified it for her. That's so fucked up. You just go back to sleep. And then he would smoke a cigarette because my mom said when she was married to my dad, he'd wake up every night in the middle of the night and he wouldn't sit up or turn on a light. He'd reach over and grab a cigarette and light it. And while laying flat on his back, smoke an entire cigarette and go back to sleep because <laughs> he couldn't even he couldn't even sleep through a night without smoking. He couldn't go eight hours. Oh, my God. Tell yourself you don't feel that way. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say when I have anxiety. Yeah. Shoo, you don't feel that way. You go to sleep. Go back to sleep. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to my dad, Wayne. Shout out to Wayne. What's up, man? Lois you Wayne. You don't feel that. You don't feel that way. Woo. He also said, I don't care if I ever, or if you smoke cigarettes, but if I ever catch you chewing tobacco, I'll whoop your ass, because that ain't ladylike. And now that I'm doing an impression of my dad and thinking about Sam Elliott, I'm thinking that there may be some fucking crossed wires there. Because Sam Elliott uh, kind of talks like that. We're making discoveries. Every episode. Revelations. Every every episode, the barrel of the gun gets closer to my mouth. Oh, no. But then by the end, I put it back in the safe. (laughs) This is how, that's how therapy works. That is how, you push yourself to the edge. You taste the metal in your mouth, and then you say, no, not today, not today, not today. But if you never, if you never taste the barrel of the gun, then you don't truly discover yourself. (laughs) All right. You need to stand, you need to stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon and think, should I jump in? Oh, shit, dude. And then not jump in. You have to stand on the edge of the rim of the Grand Canyon or the rim of a man's asshole and think, should I lick it? (laughs) Now I'll go back to the balls. All right, so cons- oh, I, you know what though, I do sometimes just have deep thoughts like that. Mm-hmm. But right now we're talking about celebrities and uh, uh, celebrities and ghosts. Here's the next one. Yes, rain, Dan- me, rain me and shoe. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. What? What did he say? Well, in ten, uh, in 2010, in da 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 da, in the year 2010. <laughs> Yeah. Daniel Aykroyd of TV's Saturday Night Live and the Blues Brothers movie said, Felt an unseen presence in my bed, no less, when we lived in Mama Cass's Hollywood estate. Ooh. That was to the Huffington Post. And in 2013, with an interview with Esquire, he reported cuddling with a male ghost in his bed and thinking, I'm just going to roll over and snuggle up next to it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, he's open to it. That's super sweet. He is someone who is, like, I think famous also for believing in ghosts and, you know, stuff of that nature. And to be honest, there's something ominous about, like, living in... The haunted Hollywood thing kind of fascinates me. I've heard Mama Cass's house is very haunted. Really? Yeah. Really? He's, He's said multiple in multiple interviews that, like, different things happen throughout his house and you know what we should do sometime is do one of those hollywood ghost tours <gasps> i really want to do the manson yes. one where they just take you along places where people in the manson family like lived or worked or whatever and you see the tate house and the la bianca house but also there are ones that do all haunted hollywood and they're cheap it's like 40 bucks and it's a whole day on a bus looking at haunted shit we should totally do that okay I'll, yes. anytime all right all right Maybe next year. Maybe next year, and then we can see Mama Cass's uh, house where Dan Aykroyd cuddled with a ghost. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe he'll be outside. Does he? I doubt he still lives there. I don't know. They move around a lot, these Hollywood yeah, types. they do. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next person, Paz de la Huerta. Oh, she's wacky. She is a wacky lady. Oh, she was on Boardwalk Empire? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't... She's, I feel she, like if I saw a picture of her, I'd know who she is, but I can't picture her. She's more famous for just always being drunk on the red carpet and, like, flashing her panties and stuff. She's, like, she's kind of a hot mess. Oh, okay. She's a bi... She's, like, um, the Latina biling. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna look her up. All right. <laughs> Well, in 2011, she told the New York Times, I went to, oh, regarding Elvis. Oh. Yeah. I went to his recording studio because sometimes the sensitive people fill him in this room. And I stood in this corner and I felt him. What can I say? I felt him touch me. What? She got finger blasted by Elvis? (laughs) I felt his spirit go through me and give me pleasure. That's what oh, she said. Fuck. I'm kind of yeah. jealous. I don't I don't find Elvis sexually attractive. Neither. No, not young, even when middle he was aged. young. No. Mm-mm. How about you? Um, I feel like he was pretty, but I don't know. I just feel I have mixed feelings about his career and about him in general. Yeah. So. I was really obsessed with him for a while I when know. I was a kid. I had Elvis collectible Elvis dolls. I was really into him. Oh, really? When I was like eight or nine. I was young. Well, here's the thing. I feel like I don't even know anything about him. Hey, I guess he was a great performer or something, but I don't love his music. I don't love his shtick. None of it holds up for me. None of it yeah. does anything for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would just rather hear the uh, black guys who wrote those songs sing those songs. Mm-hmm. But, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I feel like, did he just like take songs from people? Oh, yeah. I don't know if he should have been famous. I don't know if a lot of people that are famous shouldn't be famous. No, though, and so, he he would know? not have been famous had it not been for the timing of it. You know? Yeah. Like in a culture where black people couldn't get famous. He was able to exactly. take their music and get famous off it. Maybe and we I- should do an Elvis episode. Okay. Does that re- relate to our podcast? I mean, he died way? of drugs. That's true. Oh, how sad on the toilet. I mean, I might die on the toilet. <laughs> it happens. It happens a lot because you push to poop when you're old. It's real hard to poop. Ooh. And then you uh, you short circuit. My great grandma i believe on my mom's dad's side my mom's dad's mom mom's dad's mom died from um her intestines bursting because she was so constipated um can i so old people i'm gonna tell you a story about love about love and shit oh god (laughs) let's hear it love and shit by sydney delorean so my mom worked in geriatrics most of her career before she became a psychiatric nurse and she would always tell us that old people can't shit right and you have to kind of sometimes deliver their poops like you would a baby and I remember one day she came home from working a 12-hour shift as a nurse and my brother and I were little we're like six and eight and we hadn't done our chores or something and my mom said I was up to my wrist watching someone's asshole today and you can't even clean the house (laughs) so that's the type of dinner conversation I grew up with. And that explains a lot about what I, my idea of what's appropriate in a yeah. casual conversation. Um, you also just gave me a revelation huh? when you said that sometimes they have to deliver the poop like it's a baby. Yeah. 
No, I don't want to say. No, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. But they do. They got to put gloves on and they they lube up their fingers and they put. My mom said you put like two fingers in and you have to dilate the asshole. Oh, okay. Well, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, what were you thinking? That they have to get forceps? No. uh, When I was little, I had a lot of like constipation and poop problems because I had a surgery when I was born and I don't know. My shit's all. Oh, yeah. uh Whatever. I'd always just have trouble pooping. And sometimes my grandma would say, just grab it with the toilet paper, the poop. You got to pull it out. You just got to pull it out. You got to pull out like, that duty bubble, damn. as Bobby Brown would say. Five-year-old shoe had, like, poop problems Aww, of a 90-year-old. That's so sad and cute. Yeah. It happens to a lot of kids. I'm okay now. I knew guys. someone who's kid would eat too much cheese and then she would cry <laughs> on her training potty because it hurt to poop but then That's she because so like the, the little kid she was like a year and a half and the only word she knew was cheese and she'd just go and go cheese cheese and like if you wouldn't give her cheese she'd cry and so she'd end up eating too much cheese and then she'd cry on the toilet and the mom would have to hug her while she pooped because it was so traumatic <laughs> anyways being a parent's terrible but that's my- terrible my mom also had to hug me while i pooped so, as a little kid so and my mother Been never there. hugged me so here we are <laughs> um so anyways <clears throat> my mom was the charge nurse uh, at the state veterans home And she got a call that one of the nurses needed a manager um, because basically he had delivered a poop. The nursing assistant had delivered a poop that was allegedly the size of a football and it wasn't going down the toilet. And he had tried like breaking it up with some sort of utensil, but it was so dense. It was a dense dehydrated poop that he couldn't break up and get to go down the toilet. So my mom... As the manager on duty had to go to be like, how do we address this shit situation? Um, they decided to wrap it in um, a hospital blanket and throw it in the incinerator. Anyways, <laughs> that was the first time she met her boyfriend that she dated for about 14 years. Holy they shit. met over a giant turd. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> so ghosts. Our podcast has way too much shit talk. <laughs> Just this one. No, we've talked about shit before. Yeah, but I... I... (laughs) It's so funny, though. (laughs) If you can't handle it, get the fuck out. I love that my picture of myself is that I'm such an intellectual elitist snob, but if I were to listen to the podcast, it's mainly me ranting about how I don't get (laughs) fucked right and shit. It's just shit and fucking, and I think that I'm Uh... so fucking intelligent. So ghosts. So here's someone who's, uh, I think, can relate to you. Okay. Kesha. Yeah. She's had, she's the one you were you were talking about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you're like, I have a celebrity. Yeah. That's the only one I knew. Yeah. In 2012, she claimed during an appearance on Ryan Seacrest's radio show that her song Supernatural was inspired by having sexy time with a ghost. She uh, further hammered the point home on a Conan and... Oh. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about shit while you catch your tongue? No, I just had like a baby stroke. Oh, it was no, probably a ghost. Really. It was a ghost. Working its way out through you. Me. Yeah. Um, did I just say what? What did I just say? Making out with me? Yeah. Okay. On Conan, anyways, she said, went to the bone zone with a ghost. Ooh. Yeah. Good for her. Oh. I like her. And on Jimmy Kimmel Live, she said that her vagina was haunted. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means either. 
I don't know. I mean, I feel like my vagina would be haunted. Like, what what would a haunted vagina be? I don't know. Do you like her music? I do. And her songs are either fucking phenomenal or so meh. Because yeah. I own all of her albums. Oh, and, you do? Mm-hmm. You're a Kesha head? I mean, I guess. I like. Do you know that I like to play Kesha songs on acoustic guitar when I'm alone? <laughs> no! Okay, well, I have hobbies. I love that. I have a lot of hobbies that involve being alone. And for a while, I was going to start a Kesha cover band with this girl who doesn't know how to play guitar. Uh-huh. But it was just based on the fact that she bought a pink guitar and I have a pink guitar. And I figured that's enough to start a Kesha cover band. Of course. Um, Will you call me sometimes and just sing to me okay. your, with your acoustic yeah. guitar some Kesha songs? Okay. I'll What's leave- your favorite one to do? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Die Young. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that one's like, really easy. The chord progression is D-A-D-G. Okay. That's the whole song. It's just a different yeah. strumming pattern for the different parts of it. I haven't done this in a while, not since I moved, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll leave you some voicemails. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so Or funny. maybe we'll start a Patreon Kesha. page and, like, for, for like, a $2 donation, you can get a free download of me yeah. playing a Kesha song. It's not going to be good. Spoiler alert. Not going to be good. Oh. We <clears> could <throat> do a whole cover compilation CD of that would me be good. doing covers. That would be really good. I really want to start a Moturn Media cover band. Um, that's this guy, Matt Farley, who has like 32,000 songs on Spotify. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Okay, I'm obsessed with him. I think he's a genius. And I really want to start a cover band of just Motern Media songs. There's enough to pick from. Yeah. Um, my favorite song is Poop in a Bucket. <laughs> of course it is. Because you want to know what you can do? You can go poop in a bucket. <laughs> and I like the idea of that being like putting someone in their place. Yeah. Why don't you go poop in a bucket? Why don't you go poop in a bucket? Your mom poops in a bucket. Um, anyways. That's a fun phrase. You know what other phrase I like that is just so weird to me? Huh. I don't know you from a can of paint. I've never heard that before. Is it- you haven't? Uh, is that a New Mexico thing? No. Um. Okay, I heard it on like Judge Judy a long time ago. Did Judy say it? No, one of the people was I don't like, know you I don't a- know her from a can of paint. And me and Deacon were like, what the fuck does that even, what, what? Yeah. But then I was just listening to a podcast recently and Niecy Nash was on it. Uh-huh. And she said that. She's what? like, I didn't know her from a can of paint, you know? What? And I was like, well, if Niecy Nash is saying it, it has to be like a thing. Yeah, because Niecy Nash is amazing. Yeah, I love her. She's the best. So, um, Yeah, I know. I've heard you don't know, you wouldn't know your ass from a hole in the ground, but I've never heard I don't know her from a can of paint. Yeah, we should. You, I mean, use it. Okay, I will. Okay. I just know Mariah Carey's. I don't know her. <laughs> Mariah Carey is such a bitch. Oh, my God. She's a fucking mess. <sighs> I really, I loved her in the 90s. Yes. Like, when she first was, like, she was a sweet, diva. Sweet, sweet baby. Oh. When I close my eyes, you come out and save me. Is that the words? I think so. Okay, all right. I was going to say you come out and take me. Oh, maybe it's that. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I, I just see. make up words all the time. Yeah, I do that too. What? What's another one of hers? Have you ever heard? Oh my God, I was, oh my God. She came, I was laying in bed. I was laying in bed with a man after making love. I'd put on a Spotify mix that I really enjoyed. Really good sensual hits. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what came on? What? Mariah Carey's Touch My Body. 
And I was like, it was like all like cool kind of like hipster, like pop, like electro sexy music. And then all of a sudden it's all touch my body. Like, you know the song I'm talking about? No. You don't know Mariah Carey's Touch My Body? I don't think so. I oh, don't know. It was real uncomfortable. I might if I heard it. And Sing I can get more. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't know any more of the lyrics. It's like, touch my body, throw me on the bed, something make you, make me wish that I wasn't dead. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Yeah. And then oh. she gets into a thing where she's like, if there's a camera up in here, I better not catch a shit on YouTube. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I feel like the only Mariah Carey songs I know are from like her first album. Oh, yeah. No, it's a later Mariah Carey song, but like I had to acknowledge it where I'm like, listen, I need to acknowledge that Mariah Carey's on right now, and this is very awkward, and I wish I wasn't naked. (laughs) (laughs) Wish that that was not happening, but Uh, it is, and let's just... Did you ever hear the song she did with Bone Thugs and Harmony? Um, I'm sure. What song was it? I don't know what it's called, but I just remember watching, like, making the video for it, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's it's hard to keep up with them, like, you have to sing, because she's saying, like, really fast, Mm. like, how they rap. Yeah. I wish I knew what it was called. I wish we could play it. I wish for so many things. I want so many things out of life. Um, I was trying to think of the song I really like that she sang, but I don't know. Was it was it, it just like honey? No. Was it, it was fanta- like, sweet sweet fantasy baby? No, it was like um, like go ahead and leave. Oh, after she divorced Tommy Matola. You'll be back. Oh, I don't know, you know this what? one. I'm Someday sure I know. You'll be back, baby. Oh, yeah. When the days and the nights get a little, little bit, bit colder. colder. Yep, I do know that song. I I kind of like Mariah right, Carey. Baby. She's a mess, though. Baby, believe me, it's only a matter of time. Time. Okay. It's beautiful. Yeah, I love that song. Anyways, you know who else? Got fucked by a ghost. Who? <laughs> Coco Austin. Who's Coco Austin? Um, she's married to Ice T. Oh, I just know her as Coco. Yeah, I guess her last name's Austin. I love her. She is Isn't beautiful. She so great. She has the best sense of humor. Their baby is so cute. She's like the perfect mix. She yeah. looks like Ice T. Like a white Ice T girl. Um, apparently she's super sweet. I can't remember which girlfriend of Hugh Hefner's book, uh, wrote about meeting her at a pool party. I think it was Kendra. Might've been Kendra. Might've been Holly. Listen, I read all them books, but they said that Coco was the sweetest. Oh, really? Uh They met her at a pool party, um, in the changing room, um, in the guest house of the mansion. And they said she was so sweet and it was like way before iced tea or anything. Oh. Cool. And it's always nice to know that a good person gets good things. Yeah, I love her and Ice Tea together. They had a show, but I think it got canceled. Yeah, I wish it would have worked out. I don't know. Anyways, in 2012, she told uh, the talk show Naughty but Nice that Ooh. a perverted ghost. I know what is that? I don't know. I don't know either. But um, that a perverted ghost groped her. She said, "I was watching TV and I was wearing a nighty and I felt my dress move up my leg." I looked down and got freaked out. I pushed it down, watched TV, felt it again, and I could see it being pulled up. And then I felt a guy breathing in my ear. Ooh, are she sure it wasn't Hugh Hefner? Because he's he was practically <laughs> dead. 
No, in 2012. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he was practically he was very he was close. leaving his body every night. Yeah, he's very close to a ghost. <laughs> he was very much straddling the line between the living and the dead. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. And the last person, I don't know who this is. Natasha Blasik of Paranormal Activity 2. Oh, okay. She's not famous then, but continue. <laughs> That was so mean. I'm sorry, Natasha Blasik of Paranormal Activity 2. Girl, we know you're trying. Dude, you're you're doing better than us. You're on the list, so I'm You were in a you. movie that went either to theaters or direct to DVD, and I can't compete with that. So I I'm liked sorry. the Paranormal Activity movies. I oh. went and saw all of them in theater. Oh, you did? Then, yeah. Okay, so she was in a movie that was released in a theater. I mean, we do go to the movies all the time. Yeah, but I... I only go to the movies to see movies that are more than 20 years old. Um, (laughs) What movie were we going to go see together? Do you remember? Oh, we're going to go see that movie um, with Shania Twain and um, John. (laughs) Shenanaya. That's how your dad said it? Yeah, and he'd also add our last name. Oh my God, that's a Which I'm not convinced. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't don't drag your family in. Shenanaya. Beep. Dude, what songs of hers do you like? Um, I mean, Damn, you... I Feel Like a Woman. Oh, that's a good one. I don't really know her um, music other than the hits. I should, though. I should get into what it. What is that one that's like? Uh... It don't impress me much. She wrote that about Brad Pitt's dick, apparently. What? Uh, that was like a recent story what? that... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm so hoarse on this episode. I've been doing so much recording that I'm losing my yeah. voice. I need to go to speech therapy. And they'll oh, be really? like they'll be like, "Ma'am, the answer to saving your voice is to shut the fuck up sometimes." <laughs> and I'll be like, "I can't do that. People love to hear me talk." And the therapist will be like, "As an objective professional, I can assure you that most people don't want to hear you talk." Um <laughs> I do. I listen to your other podcasts. Oh, yeah, you weird? Do. No, I love it. I love it, too. I love it. I love that you listen. I feel like I just know you so much. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm I'm actually, like, in the production of producing three shows that I'm not on that I'm going to launch in January. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. That I will. Awesome. Because I, I don't need to be on everything. Um, <clears throat> what was the question about Shania Twain? Oh, it was recently in the news. She said that she had seen it was during the height of Brad Pitt's fame. And she had seen some paparazzi shots. I think it was when he was with Jennifer Aniston. And you know they used to hang out in their backyard and smoke weed naked, which just is beautiful. And I fucking love that. I love that. He should have never left her. Okay. Anyways. He's an idiot. Um, But uh, Angelina Jolie is uh, a succubus. So (laughs) she is 89 pounds. She's – well, okay. Let me finish this story about Shania Twain. So – she had seen the paparazzi shots of Brad Pitt naked and was like, I don't see what it's all about. It don't impress me much. Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing? That makes me love her so much more. I know. That don't impress Praise me, me much. much. <laughs> um, Angelina Jolie falls in the category of women who don't have other women as friends and yeah, I think so. they just get a man and drain the life out of him because they want everything from that one man because they don't have a group of friends. Woo. Also, she obviously has an eating disorder and we're watching this woman die in public. 
Years ago, she said in an interview that she lives on like 800 calories a day in solidarity with orphans in Malawi or some shit. And it's like, listen, bitch, I see you. I know what's up. I got an eating disorder and I know what's happening. And you are dying, much like we're watching Tori Spelling starve herself to death. It's like we're just watching these people fucking die. So fuck you, Angelina Jolie. Um, I wanted to fuck the <laughs> shit out of you in the 90s. Don't think that I didn't record Gia on a VHS tape uh, off of cable at one of my friend's houses that had cable and then watch the movie Gia and masturbate. Don't think that didn't happen. That happened. I feel like most girls probably did that. We, I had a collection. She's so hot in Gia. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had a collection of like semi-erotic lesbian movies that I had taped off of cable from friend's houses who had cable. And I would watch these lesbian erotic <laughs> shows your if these walls could talk too but i'm a cheerleader boys oh, don't yeah. cry Ooh, but i'm a cheerleader yeah and i would and watch these movies and i'd rub one out i'm Ooh. not gay though so what is that actress's name natasha leone yes oh, fuck me she's okay in um slums of beverly yes Hills. that was my yeah i was just like oh i want to be her i want to be with her yes Oh, and Marissa Tomei, um, too. She's, like, one of my forever girl crushes. Her entire career, she's still beautiful. Yeah. I would... Yeah, those two movies were, like, influential to me. Yeah. Uh, Slums of Beverly Hills and But I'm a Cheerleader. And Gia. And Gia. Oh. We're not gay, though. No. I tried being with a woman, and it was not right for me. I am not that ambitious sexually now that I quit drinking. I'm not a real go-getter. Mm-hmm. And lesbian sex, there's a lot. I just don't like vaginas sexually. I only feel the urge to eat one like six times a year. Which Ooh. lesbians don't have sex. And so that <laughs> I probably could be in a lesbian relationship. If Is they that le- a fact? Every lesbian I know says that. They're oh, like, really? They're like, it's birthdays and holidays. Huh. I feel like women... Are, they're, they're complicated sexual creatures. We okay. are, which is why I don't want to date one, because it's just so much effort. Yeah. I want to have the option of just laying there. Mm-hmm. It's not what I do generally, but I want that option. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Which you can just lay there if it's a ghost. That's true. Oh, I was going to say, do you think having sex with Angelina Jolie classifies as spectrophilia? <laughs> I think it, having sex with Angelina Jolie... Um, definitely no but i would categorize that as being seduced by an incubus because she is she is a demon she is a demon or an evil spirit and she has cast a spell on you and she's now going to drain the life force out of you with Uh, her pussy um you heard it here first you heard it here first (laughs) angelina jolie is a succubus um in the book and the tv show american gods one of the goddesses is this woman who when she's fucking men she ends up consuming them with her pussy like they end up they're fucking her and it feels so good and they're about to come and their entire body slips into her like that's how she sustains her life force this ancient goddess uh, it's really graphic and uncomfortable uh, to listen to the audiobook or to watch the show. I need to read that book. It's so good. It's on YouTube for free if you want to listen to the audio. Oh, I really? love it. Yeah. Also, I love Neil Gaiman's voice and I listen to his audiobooks to fall asleep. He has oh, one on okay. Norse mythology and I that's my general sleep jam. Mm-hmm. I realized I do want like a custom audiobook of Neil Gaiman just in his delicate British accent 
telling me how he wants to fuck me. And I want to fall asleep to that. And I want him to be like... Wouldn't it be great if you could just pay him for that? I feel like if I had like $10,000, he would do it. And I'm sure he would. And he would be like, I want to gently respect you and lay you down and kiss the side of your neck. That's not his accent. Is he British? He's British. And he has a very like uh, delicate voice. Oh. I could listen to him talk all day and I feel like having him, it would feel very safe. To have him. Generally, if a man was like, oh, I want to fuck you, I'd be like, ooh, I can't fall asleep. That's not soothing. No. But if Neil Gaiman and his sophisticated British British accent were to tell me what he wants to do to me, I'd be like, okay. Okay. But he's married to um, the chick from the Dresden Dolls. Oh, okay. Is that coin operated boy sitting on my shelf? He is just a toy. Yeah. But I turn him on. Okay, I could I'm I could sing the whole song. Really? Yeah, I know that whole song by heart cuz when it came out, you were obsessed. My me and my roommate. Oh. It was weird. We would just play it and I know all of it. Cuz I don't like the Dresden Dolls. That's the only song I know and I yeah. think cuz that was like their one hit. hit wonder. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. So, Ghosts. Let me get back to Natasha cuz I feel bad we left her. We, we said we were going to include her. We, I demeaned her career, we apologized, and then we I... We immediately started talking about Shania Twain. And Angelina Jolie. So, <gasps> so Natasha. What's up, girl? In 2014, she appeared on the British talk show This Morning. This Morning? This Morning. Oh, excellent. I bet that airs in the AM. <laughs> and she said of her sexual encounter with a ghost, At first I was very confused. Then... I decided to relax, and it was really pleasurable. Ooh. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that sounds nice. I'm kind of feeling enviable of these experiences. Yeah. Uh, She also noted that as a child, I always wanted to know if there was something more to this world. This experience did answer some questions for me. Okay. So, you know, most of these people on this list... Seemed like it was an okay experience for them. That's good. None of them were like, it was horrific. I was so afraid. Yeah. I'm jealous now. I'm really jealous. Everybody getting fucked by ghosts but me. Isn't that, that's the way the world works is we read, what, seven names? And then you're like, everybody's having sex with ghosts but me. Oh, my God. It's happened to everyone. Everybody gets to fuck ghosts. This Why do ghosts not, not want to fuck me? Fair. Yeah. Uh, What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? You scared? Go scared of my pussy because my pussy too hot? You scared my pussy going to bring you back to life because my pussy too good? Is that what that is? Come on, ghost. Oh, my God. Have I told you what's been going on in my bedroom? No. Okay. This is really weird. This just started happening, like, I would say maybe last month. Okay. We started noticing that every once in a while... When we're in our bedroom, it'll smell like someone just put out, like, a cigarette or a Oh, match. and you smell it at the same time. Yeah. Weird. Like, sometimes I'll just be in there. Deacon's the one who brought it up. He's like, hey, come here. Do you smell that? And yeah. I was like, yeah, it smells like smoke in here. And um, there's just nothing. And our we are connected to another condo. Yeah. But we know those people very well. And yeah. they don't smoke. They don't smoke inside, for sure. So, 
I don't know what that is. That's weird. It's probably a smoking ghost. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't really bother me. I'm just like, hey. Yeah. I think one time I was like, hey, you better fucking stop that right now. I would be worried that I was having some sort of uh, stroke, but if someone else is smelling it, then that kind of <laughs> means that you're not having a stroke. Well, you know, I always do the stroke test to myself because yeah. that's one thing I'm super paranoid about, like how I just earlier had that worded. Yeah. That happens to me a lot. I get tongue-tied, uh-huh. and I'm like, am I having a baby stroke? And then I do the test. And then the- you're fine? With the arms mm-hmm. and the smiling and um, you know what's interesting is I used to get those a lot. Um, they're called brain zaps, and you can get them if you're on antidepressants or going off of antidepressants. Oh, and um, it's one of the side effects people complain about the most. And the second time I went off antidepressants, uh, that was the main reason why I went off them is because. I the things that I like about myself one of them is my wit and my charm and I was having these weird neurological brain zaps and I couldn't I wasn't as quick-witted and I couldn't get words out the way I wanted to and I was like I don't give a fuck if I'm depressed because I can't I gotta be making jokes right I got I need to make jokes now I'm off of them because uh it turns out that uh they are not clinically effective in most of the uh Effective antidepressants is a placebo effect, and there's multiple studies proving that. And I've listened to enough interviews with neuropsychologists, and I was like, okay, all right, well, I'm smart enough that I don't need to buy into this placebo bullshit, and I've been off them for months. Um, Yeah. I was on some – this was, like, last year. Maybe it was 2015. I don't know. But they were really strong, and if you missed just one day – like, I would just, I couldn't think. Yep. It felt like someone was crushing my brain. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like there was pressure on my brain. Mm-hmm. And I would just break down. I couldn't do anything except lay in a dark yeah. room. And so I was like, and I'm unfortunately not responsible enough to take a pill every single day. Yeah. Sometimes I miss my birth control. I have to double up. Yeah. You know, so I call my doctor. I was like, I can't be on these. Like, I'd rather be sad or have a lot of anxiety than take these. Yeah. So Um, I had to get off those. They're one of the most chemically addicting prescriptions out there. And they don't tell you that when you start taking them, that when you stop, you're going to go through this horrible period. Right. Well, and then you have to be really careful and wean yourself off. Mm -hmm. You can't just quit cold turkey or you like go crazy. Yeah. I was on one that I, when I quit cold turkey, I actually was like throwing up. It was like morning sickness. Yeah. Um, and it was terrible. Um, but you know, do your research out there. There's a great book called a mind of your own that's written by a former psychiatrist who now treats mental illness, uh, particularly in women with diet. Uh Um, and that was really interesting. Um, but I mean, I think they might work for some people. It just didn't work for me. Well, and like they say, a placebo effect is an effect nonetheless. So even though the majority of the results that are from them are a placebo effect, if that effect works for you, fine. You do you, boo. Um, but <laughs> clinically, like the most effective things for uh, depression are diet, exercise, and human engagement. Yeah. So, And um, if you can't engage with a human, conjure up a ghost. Conjure up a ghost and tell them to fuck you. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going to do an experiment between now Uh, and the next show. I'm going to try to conjure a ghost to fuck me. Okay. Ooh, I want updates. I don't know how to conjure a ghost. If Um, anyone can email the show, simonejpodcast at gmail.com and give me advice on conjuring a sexy ghost to fuck my pussy, that would be great. Yes. 
I'm sure I have something in a book at home somewhere. Okay. Uh, can I give a quick correction? Yeah, yeah. We want to update a previous show with facts. Yes. Okay. Um, in the past life regression episode, uh-huh. I was talking about a book, um, and I said, I thought, I thought it was called What About Eve? Uh-huh. And that was in regards to a study on multiple personality disorder. Uh-huh. And the book is actually called The Three Faces of the Eve. The Three Faces of Eve. So check that out at your local library where knowledge is free. <laughs> That's not even close to like my original thought. But... Well, we still think that Oprah's podcast is called Soul Cycle. So... And it's not. It's not. It's a workout. That's a workout class. That is a workout class. So, which I hear is like, is really intense. It's uh, riding bicycles, right? It's riding bicycles, like interval training on bicycles. And it's crazy fast. Uh, and someone's on, uh, in music. They're like, pop it up. Yeah. Put it to the next level. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of years ago, Charlize Theron got one of the... Maori sisters, I don't remember if it was Tia or Tamara, kicked out of the class because Tia or Tamara Maori was tweeting or in Instagramming or something about Charlize Theron being in her Soul Cycle class. Oh, shit. And Charlize Theron was like, fuck you, don't be blowing up my shit. Yeah, I'm just trying to work so, out. She's so undercover. Like, yeah. she's just living her life. She's, she stays out of the news. She's low key, man. She's super low key. Uh, Oprah's podcast is called super soul conversations super soul conversations yeah oprah's super soul conversations okay and it's really good all right if you like oprah if you like inspirational conversations about spirituality and openness i feel like it might veer a little too woo woo for me yeah you probably wouldn't like it but other people might yeah i think more people our listeners might like it also in a previous episode, we talked about prostitution. Oh. And you said you would never be a prostitute because sex is too uh, special, yeah. whatever. But my question is, do we care about saying prostitutes or sex workers? I don't. I know that's a really hot button issue. Yeah. That's why I, I brought it up because I'm like someone... We'll probably say something at yeah. some point. And I that's don't our opinion. And I don't mean prostitute in a pejorative sense. So um, hopefully nobody takes it that way. Um, because I don't I know that the the delineating thing between prostitute and sex workers is that people see hooker, prostitute, how as being dehumanizing terms. And I don't think that way at all. Right. And so for me, I I don't feel that I don't have any negative intention when I say prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess if they feel that way, then I shouldn't use that term and I should say sex worker. Um, I also, when I say like I would never do it because sex is important to me, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Right. I also don't work in the arts because I worked in fashion in New York, which was my dream my whole life. And then I achieved it and I realized that having my creativity and my skill co-opted for someone else's vision made me really sad and I wanted to keep that just for me and I wanted to make art on my own terms. So I should say that that's just a way that I work is that I have a hard time monetizing things that are very, very special to me. Um, Other people, their whole goal is whatever you love to do, 
make some money at it. Yeah, definitely. So, and we're never here to like put anyone down. No. Obviously, we're just here to have fun. So, if you ever do take offense to anything we say, just know we're never coming at you with any negativity or anger behind no anything. So, and if I if I misspeak or if we misspeak, feel free to email in and explain to us why that was wrong. Because I only I'm only working with the knowledge set that I have, but I'm always willing to learn more. Yeah, we love having conversations, and we love when people are open to having conversations. So feel free to email us at simonshepodcast at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram at simonshepodcast. We're on Twitter at simonshepod, and you can search for our Facebook page at simonshepod on Facebook. We are all up on the social meds. We are. It's fun. We're putting up uh, old pictures of us oh that's true gifts yeah we're doing a lot of uh oh the the, i talk about controversial right i hate when people call it a gif me too okay i'm so glad because it's a gif it's a gif because it's a g i feel like gif is with a j come on people i've seen the peanut butter yeah exactly um yeah it it stands for a graph graphic image format i believe so global global image format oh fuck me i went to college for this well you can't retain everything no you can't you can retain water if you eat too much salt but you can't retain (laughs) everything you learned in college so (sighs) these are just the the way the ways of the world and the ways of the mind that's right so i don't know are we wrapping up i think so i think we're, you know, we said all we have to say. And more. As we always As do. We always I do. hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you have a good Wednesday. You're halfway to Friday. And we love you, babies. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. <laughs> <laughs>